Hello and Merry Christmas. We are so glad that you have joined us for this special Christmas episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC. This episode is being released on Christmas Day and is going to be the final podcast of 2021. As always, we are grateful for you, our listeners, and hope and pray that you are enjoying a great Christmas holiday season with family and friends. In this final episode of our Five Gifts of Advent series, we are joined by DCC student success coach, Miss Larice Perry. Merry Christmas, Larice. Merry Christmas. It's good to have you here today. Good to be here. Larice shared recently during our focus on Thanksgiving and prayer. And we're glad to have her offering her insights into this final gift of Advent that we're looking at, the gift of love. Facilitating our discussion with Larice is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast and the Vice President of Institutional Advancement here at the college, Mr. Mark Worley. Merry Christmas, Mark. Well, Merry Christmas, Scott. Man, awesome. Yes. Awesome that we get to celebrate Christmas. It is great. And I'm looking forward to this topic, and it'll be a great way to end the year and to celebrate the christmas holiday so i'm going to turn it over to you and let you facilitate this discussion yeah we've had we've had some great discussions on advent and uh good things to go back over and listen to again i mean just some really good insights Mm -hmm. and i'm looking forward to uh sharing with us i'm telling you i'm glad you picked love because you epitomize Mm -hmm. love you really do your gentle spirit your uh, you just seem to love everybody and uh, I think that's what God has called us to do, and you Amen. you do it well. Amen. So uh, I'm just looking forward to you sharing about your insights uh, to love. Mm-hmm. And I know I know that Advent was a whole new uh, word, a whole new idea for you. It was for us. We talked about that our first our first podcast. So uh, tell us about that. Yeah, um, actually, um, Advent. It, I wasn't. In growing up, you know, I hadn't heard that word before. When, a few years ago, when I started hearing it, and I'm like, okay, is that something I need to know about a little bit more? Start questioning it. And then um, last year, past year, my daughter had purchased a Advent calendar for our grandchildren. So each day, they starting with December first the grandchildren would open up those little compartments of the calendar. And um, within those compartments were uh, little figurines that they had to put together for the nativity scene. So each day brought uh, additional excitement. Okay, what's the next day you're going to bring? And our grandson, of course, he wanted to I open up more three years old he wanted to open up more. i would too right, i would right too <laughs> and we had to say no 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 we'll wait for tomorrow but the closer that we got to christmas the more excited our grandchildren got in anticipation of december 31st so um you know when I think of that that term advent look looking it up it says arrival it means arrival waiting and expectation that's what they were doing and uh, at Christmas, we celebrate the arrival of Jesus, the greatest gift that God has ever given uh, us, given the world. And um, that Latin, Adventus, means coming. And the season of Advent is a time to remember that Jesus came once and that he's coming mm-hmm. again. Yes. So when I agreed to talk about the gifts of Advent, love 
was what I was drawn to. And then that scripture that came to my mind, John 3.16, I feel like that's the message of Christmas and the story of the Bible, God's redemption of fallen mankind. And it's expressed in that particular verse. And uh, everybody knows that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that I like the NLT version, too. It reads, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So, I mean, I've mentioned already in this podcast a couple of times about uh, just love exudes from you. So is that something that you cognitively thought about, Larice? I mean, I want to know God's love. Or, I mean, you know, some people seek different aspects of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to preach better or I want to uh, be kind to people. But but it seems like that that's just something that you've maybe pursued in your Christian walk. Yeah, I I guess, well... Our dad, um, he was a, a pastor, and his theme was love. And I, did, it, I didn't remember that until after I had, you know, finished going through this. I said, that's right. Daddy always said something about love. You know, he was preaching on love all the time, and the people would say, why do you keep preaching love? He said, well, until you guys start lo- loving. <laughs> I'm going to keep preaching it. Wait, wait, wait. So you were always like this? Uh, just absolute love? Well, I mean, you, you grow into things, right? Yeah. You, you learn how to do. But I think the more I developed my relationship with God and saw that the only way you could do this, live this life, is to experience God's love. And then you want to share that love with others so that they, in turn, can see who God is through who we are. Now, you took a look at, at several different uh, concepts of love in the Bible, Bible words yeah. of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so share a little bit about what you got from that. Okay. All right. So I looked at love in that particular, in, this, in the passage, John three sixteen. 16, um, in the Greek is agapeo, um, and it's the verb form of agape, and it said it was unconditional love, love by choice, and by an action of the will. It never seeks anything but the highest good for fellow mankind, no matter what he does. This love is self-giving, freely giving without asking anything in return, and doesn't consider the worth of its object. So as I had read through that, you know, I got this, wow, you know, this is love, this is God's love, and this is, you know, how it's described as far as God giving his only begotten son. So when you think about that, you know, that unconditional, you know, he gave of himself um, without considering the worth of us. You know, I recently... I was doing a, a Bible study, Mordecai Men, at uh, 
at Compass Christian Church early, early on Wednesday mornings at mm-hmm. 6 a.m. And I, and I was looking at this idea that First John talks about, uh, this love, mm-hmm. and it's that agape love. Mm-hmm. And one commentator said something that was really, it kind of blew me away uh, to the point where I started looking it up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I went back and took a look at it. But, you know, what that commentator was saying was that Jesus was the first one. I mean, the agape word was there, but usually they would use phileo or mm-hmm. other words that have feelings attached right. to them. Right. And it was Jesus who elevated that that Greek word agape. Yes. You know, and you take a look at John, the Gospel of John, and Jesus makes it this massively incredible word mm-hmm. that is the pinnacle of a Christian walk. Yes. And I just I just thought that was really interesting. Before Jesus that word was not necessarily a, a big mm-hmm. deal or most often used. Right, right, and so, right. um, wow, you, you know, you've really pointed out that that's the essence of really what Christmas is, is all about, mm-hmm. that yes. agape love yes. uh, that Jesus really introduced in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and again, most people are thinking, oh, phileo or you know, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. city of brotherly mm-hmm. love, you know, mm-hmm. oh, and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a feeling. And agape is not only uh, not a feeling, as you just defined, you know, but it's a commitment. Uh, it's a command. Uh, first John, yeah. So, so <clears throat> you, uh, you were talking about the one who loves does what they feel is needed for the one they love. It's not necessarily what the one they love desires uh, or is worthy of. Can you give us an example of that? Yes, uh, example. You know, when we were growing, it was four of us, uh, brothers and sisters there, and our parents uh, at Christmas time. They usually, you know, we usually got gifts. We got a gift that we may have asked for, desired, and we may have gotten a a, a gift that was a surprise. We didn't now, know. See, okay. My, in my family, there's always this disagreement thing, you know, because they're like, hey, here's a list of different things that I want. I'm like, well, then that's not cool. You know, and then it's not a surprise. And they're like, but we like it better that way. And, you know, anyway. Yeah. But I've, yeah, I've been burned by surprising, trying to surprise even my children, you know, when they were coming up. Yeah. Oh, let me get this. And then it's like, oh, well, thank you. So I knew, okay, that wasn't a good one. So then I, after that, I said, okay, then you let me know what you would like. Oh, so you'd rather, you'd rather know a little bit. Yes. Okay, tell yes. me something, something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so those who opened gifts this morning uh, for Christmas, they're like, yeah, okay, I got exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, it's no fun. I mean, to me, it's like, it's not a big surprise. Oh, my goodness, I got exactly what I wanted. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. You're talking yeah. about your family. Right, yeah. So then there was another uh, box that we opened. We knew what that was going to be. The things that we really needed, like clothes and socks and, and underwear. You know, we weren't That's real thrilled about, about those. <laughs> weren't real thrilled about those, but those were something that we needed, and our parents knew that, that we needed that. And, and still, as a as a mom and as a grandmother, I still do those things. You know, they know that's that's coming. You know, um, but that's what they 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 needed. So, uh, 
that's how God, as far as not always giving us what we desire, but the need that we have. And he gave us Jesus Christ. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, in the gift of, of love, uh, God initiated that. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. It came from him. Because it says God is love. So it was initiated by him. And a gift of love, that means um, you're giving a gift, but we in turn have to receive gifts in order to enjoy and benefit from them. So Jesus Christ being the gift of God, the gift of love, we have to receive him in order to experience new life, the life that he gives. Um, and that's believing him, trusting him, relying on him uh, for the forgiveness of our sins, and then being able to experience eternal life through our new, uh, renewed fellowship with the Father. Yeah, and, and the gift itself is kind of interesting because uh, you, you can't you can't wrap it neatly in a gift because it's the gift is Jesus. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's not <laughs> just someone. No. It's not just something. No. It's him. It's Jesus. Now, I, I don't, you know, when you think of love, everybody at weddings and stuff like that, they immediately think of 1 Corinthians 13. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you've thought about that. Yeah, I, I did. And looking at that particular passage... Um, replacing love with Christ. Mm. Okay, starting with the first verse there, 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not Christ, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not Christ, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not Christ, it profits me nothing. Christ suffers long as kind. Christ does not envy. Christ does not parade himself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Christ never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, and Christ. These three, but the greatest of these is Christ. So in listening to that, you could hear how, hear how Christ is described. And then when we say yes to Jesus living in us, those same virtues should be in us and be manifested through us so that we can reflect God's love. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Which you do. To God be the glory. <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, is, it, is it because... I mean, I'm going back to, because you're such an example of that uh, love. I mean, just mm -hmm. in your response, it's so humble. 
because of that, I mean, is that what is that a, an aspect that has really made a change in you? The the idea of Christ living in you, Christ being a part of you, Christ being your your gift. Yes, um, you know, I've been um, since I was young. My parents, you know, went to church and knew about the Lord, and we read the Bible, read the stories, and you know, Sunday school, all those things, but. Um, you know, it wasn't until I really realized who God was, who Jesus was, and the fact that the Bible wasn't just, you know, a story here, a story there, a story there, but it's one story about God's redemption. And I think that made a big impact on my life as I started reading the word again and like this is a story and God is showing us you know his redemptive love throughout all of the things that I'm reading so that really made an impact on my life and so then I began to take it more personal as I'm reading I'm like Lord what are you saying to me right now and when I do my studies now I'll read something and Lord what are you saying and then you know put down what he's possibly saying to me, and then I'll make a prayer out of it. Is there something I need to adjust in my life to, you know, match up to what he's saying in his word? So it's become more real to me. Has, has that been hard for you? No. I mean, today, everybody's talking about how, man, the, there's a lack of love, and people are angry all the time, and and that does not... It doesn't reflect God's life. We have to go back to what does the word say? What does God say? God is love. And when we know God, we know his love. We know how he, what he thinks about us. And even though, you know, we make mistakes and things like that, he doesn't kick us to the curb. He still loves us because he's still love. And he wants, he's trying to draw us back to himself to show that love. I mean, Christ already died on the cross. That showed his love right there. He demonstrated it and he gave. So he's just waiting for us to come back to him. Yeah. And what a message at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, how is knowing... You know, you've selected love as the Advent uh, topic for today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how has knowing what Advent is made a difference in your celebration of Christmas? Well, it reminds me because after I, you know, went through this, I said, "Well, what's the difference now in me knowing about Advent than when I didn't?" And I thought, it's reminding me that because of God's love for me um, and his demonstration of Jesus, uh, giving Jesus, and me receiving Jesus into my life as Lord and Savior, I should live each day in expectation of his coming again. Yeah. So, so... Just in a nutshell, how would you sum up uh, 
uh, how would you sum up what uh, Advent is? It's the expectation of Jesus coming and being ready for him. He, he, he gave his love when we receive that love and live by it. We can't expect him. We can't anticipate his expectation. He's come once, but he's going to come again. So it's you know, being ready for his coming the second time. And how can you be ready? By giving, by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, um, recognizing that he died for our sins and saying, God, I'm a sinner, but I know you're able to save me. And I'm, I'm willing to allow Christ to be Lord of my life so that I can be one of your children. And Jesus is definitely Lord of your life, my sister. Amen. Thank the Lord. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And I love that your, your focus on expectation is exactly what Abram Navarrete, who shared in the podcast earlier this week on hope, he was talking about hope being this truthful expectation. And so God has been faithful in the past. He sent his Messiah in the past. He sent his son to redeem us, and he's coming again. Amen. And I he's think coming. that's the beauty of Advent. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, Larice is uh, part of our NOW campaign prayer initiative, and she and Chalice Castleberry have been leading our prayer initiative, and we talked a little bit about that back in November uh, in a prior podcast. But uh, today, because of your, your gentle spirit, and I know that you, you have a heart for prayer, I think it would be real appropriate if you would go ahead and close uh, this final podcast for 2021 with a prayer for our uh, for our listeners. And again, we thank you for joining us and for always being a part of what we're doing here. Pray that you have, will have a, a very Merry Christmas. And Larice Perry, I'm going to let you close us in prayer. All right. Thank you so much. Father, uh, we thank you for your gift of love. Showing us how much you loved us as you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have a relationship with you. Father, I pray that this Christmas, your gift of love will be at the center of our celebration. I pray that those who may not know your love will experience you, and those of us who do will join them in waiting with great expectation for Jesus to come again. And thank you, Father, for the ending of a, a, this year, oh God. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. We pray your blessings upon um, those of us who are, who are listening, those of us um, who, Father, may not quite know you, but we pray that you touch their hearts and their minds so that they might come to know you as Lord and Savior. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>